0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Today's show is brought to you by Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports on today's Locked On Royals. We're going to dive into this game against the Cleveland Baseball Club recap this series and preview the White Sox series, which starts this afternoon. So we're finally back in the groove of baseball a little bit. Boom, 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 back-to-back games. This is Locked On Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals, the top 50 baseball podcast in the world. I appreciate everyone listening as we continue to break records each and every week. Now, let's dive into this 4-2 to loss for the Kansas City Royals, their second loss of the year. Uh, and this time, they split the series. They won their first series. They split their second uh, they're still on pace, have not lost the series yet. Look, this game was the house money game. And so we cannot look at this game with revisionist history. Uh, I, I think that as we talked about on on Wednesday's show, this game, if you lose it, it was not going to be cause for panic. You face Shane Bieber, who's a Cy Young arm. You've already got one win this in this series at worst, you split, and you move on. It's a weird, it's a weird two-game series. If this was a three-game set, or if this was a four-game set, I think Kansas City wins the series. And you have to think about this, too, from the Cleveland perspective. If Cleveland loses this game and they go 0-2 and Shane Bieber starts to start of the year, they're, they're in a downward spiral. They're in a death spiral. And they almost did go 0-2 and Shane Bieber starts this year. So this game is playing with absolute house money. If you win and you sweep the two-game set, that's awesome. But that's also overperforming expectation levels. Once again, if, if this time a week ago, I said that you start out four and two, you'd be pretty damn happy. So let's remember that. And then you dive into Jacob Junis just being stellar. Jacob Junis was dealing in this game. He was awesome. He goes five innings, one hit baseball, only gives up two walks. So he gives up three base runners. If I told you a week ago, Jacob Junis as a fifth starter against Cleveland, would give up three base runners through five innings, you'd call me absolutely crazy. I'd call myself crazy. He strikes out six, no runs allowed. Brilliant baseball from Jacob Junis in that five start in that fifth starter role uh, through five innings. Brilliant baseball. I think that we can all agree Junis did more than what you can ask him to do. He was awesome. And the question about if they should have taken him out or not is a resounding yes. You know, it's easy to play the results. Look, the bullpen gave up gave up, gave up four runs in the fifth. He gets into some trouble. He gets out of it, and right there, you take him out. 10 times out of 10, you take Jacob Junis out. He was at the end of his rope. We knew that he was out of gas. He pitched two days ago, mind you. Jacob DeGrom, Cy Young winner, best pitcher in the game, can only go 77 pitches because he had a week off and and didn't have his arm built up. This guy, Jacob Junis, who's by no means Jake Jake DeGrom, or by no means Blake Snell, after pitching two days ago, he gives you five innings of one-hit baseball and two walks, that's it. That's all you can ask from him. That's all you can ask from him. You take him out right there. One of the best starts of his career, you take him out right there. Ten times out of ten. I tweeted it out during the game, and I stay with it even now knowing the results. Because I also think that eight times out of ten, this bullpen does its job, and it didn't do its job today. And really, it made two mistakes. There was two mistake pitches from the bullpen. It was by Jesse Hahn and Greg Holland, and they each made the same mistake of giving – Jose Ramirez, one of only two quality hitters in this Cleveland lineup, something a hit, and he gave up a two-run blast each time. And that's how they got the four runs. So in totality, factoring in that you had Junis Day and you had to go to your bullpen in the sixth, factoring in all of that, they only got four runs, and they did their job. You have to put this into perspective of what we wanted this, this rotation to be a week ago, two weeks ago, a month ago. We wanted this rotation to keep you in the fight, keep you in the game. They did that. This rotation in this game gives you five stellar innings. Duffy gave you an amazing outing the night before, or the game before, because of course it was that off day. But, But the rotation and the starters, the last two games have kept you in the fight. It paid off for you on Duffy's start. It didn't pay off on this start. But anytime that the staff collectively gives up four runs in a ball game, that should still be enough to win 65, 70% of the time. It was not the case tonight, though. Your lineup did not do its job. The the bullpen, again, will improve. The bullpen will be better than it was tonight. So I'm not worried about the bullpen. Junis was awesome. Your lineup failed today. And we'll get to the lineup in a second. But the question of if you take Junis out, you absolutely take Junis out there. You absolutely do. I love that call by Mike Matheny. The next question about this start is, is Jacob Junis now the fifth starter of this team? Has he earned that right on this one start to be the fifth starter? For me, the answer is still no. Look, I love what he did today. I love the way he carved up this Cleveland lineup. And he deserves all the bouquets. He deserves all the praise. He deserves everything from this start. I think that moving forward, though, for the betterment of this organization, you put him in the bullpen, where he was good so far this year in the bullpen, mind you, two, two outings already out of that pin. And he did this great outing on, again, two days rest. That's big The note. But while Junis may make you better in April and May of this season, you will also have to go back to this season is about being a third place team. This season is about being a competitive ball club that wins 75 to 80 games and you get a fun summer out of this season. That's the only goal of this year. But next year in 2022, that's about winning championships, that's about making the postseason. That's about postseason or bust that that's winning mentality baseball next year. And so to get to that goal, to get to that plateau, to get where you want to be in 2022, it's going to have to be from your young arms of Chris Bubich. It's going to have to be of your young arms of Daniel Lynch. I'd rather have one of those two guys, notably Chris Bubich in that fifth rotational spot than Jacob Junis and allow Chris Bubich to ride the ups and downs and ebbs and flows of this season. That way, He gets it out of the way this year, for lack of a better word. He gets it out of his system this year. Go ahead, ride the roller coaster, because as long as we win 75 games, we're happy. Ride the roller coaster. Get get everything out of your system now. Learn how to pitch in the big leagues. Learn how to pitch against big league hitters. That way you're not learning on the fly next year when the pressure is on each and every day and you're trying to actively win a championship next year. This window is opening. It's it's opening for Kansas City. They've been planning for this window of 2022 for five years. There is so much pressure on 2022, which will only continue to mount with how good this team does this year, and will only continue to mount into the off season, with all of the talk about 2022. That you have to put your best foot forward in trying to get there and achieve that goal, and it starts this year, even if you sacrifice a bad, bumbach start. Where, alternatively. Judas would have probably been pretty good in that spot, right? You're going to have bad starts from Bubich. You are. He's a young pitcher. You can't expect him to be perfect right out of the chute. First time against big league crowds. We saw Singer Sunday. First time against a big league crowd was overamped and was pitching like a young guy. Hell, Duffy was overamped a little bit, pitching in front of crowds for the first time in a long time in Cleveland. But he was able to settle down and able to find his composure because he's been in that spot before. Because he's been on that big stage before. Put Bubich and Singer and Lynch on the big stages right now. That way, whenever you do next year, you're not having to ride the roller coaster. You can kind of be as steady as possible. And then Junis can enter that bullpen role, which if you think Junis is a long-term piece, that's kind of this role moving forward on a good championship team. If you've hit on all the young arms, you think you have Asa Lacey, Chris Bubich, Daniel Lynch, Jackson Coward. If you hit on all the young arms, you think you have Brady Singer, you still have Brad Keller, who will be a Stallworth. what's the word I'm looking for? A a staple in the Royalist rotation. Then there's not enough spaces. There's not enough spots in the rotation. Junis has to be a bullpen arm. So get him adjusted to that role as well. A role that he looks good in so far this year in his two outings out out of the pen. So to me, Junis is not your fifth starter. Now, will he make another start? And will he even make the next fifth start spot? Probably. But I'm talking long-term, big picture. Once the dust is settled in this year, what happens I don't think it'll be Junis because you need to start putting your eggs in the young pitchers' baskets. You need to start getting focused on next year and what's best for next year. It's it's another year of next year. I get it. I'm tired of it too. But at least this time, when we're talking next year, while we're talking next year, we're still getting a quality product on the field night in and night out for this ball club. Now, this ball club could still make a miraculous run and be really good this year. I'm not discounting this year, however. More so than this year, it's important for next year as well, because next year is the year where if they do not get it done and they do not make the playoffs and they do not make the playoffs and they get embarrassed and they don't make it to the wild card game, especially with possible postseason expansion on the horizon, then next year you start to sound off the alarms and hit the panic button of, okay, what are we doing here? Where are we at? Who's good? Who's bad? Who's getting traded? Who's getting moved? What do we do now? Right next year? If you're not good, it's what do we do now? So how do you make yourself as good as possible next year? It's not just in the offseason. It's in this season too. It's getting these guys in spots right now. That way they can go back on this experience and they can take it into next year and they can be at the top of their game as good as possible. So Junis to me is not the fifth starter. He's a bullpen arm, but a damn good one. And And he deserves so much credit for this game because I personally never would have thought he had a game like this in him, albeit against Cleveland, albeit against that lineup. I don't care. He played very well. And the bullpen didn't do its job. The bullpen did not cash in on what I said. I said on Monday, look, if your if your starter goes Jordan Lyles line, right, your bullpen will, will carry you a bit. That didn't happen, but it's baseball. That's going to happen. And I and I fully, I fully, fully, fully agree with the Mike Matheny decision to take him out there. I do. So coming up, let's talk about the bullpen more. Let's talk about the lineup more. Let's get you set for this next series. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social media app and platform for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you are in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms from Locked On Royals once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation and listen right, that you listen to right here every day. You can join in and talk to me in the chat box or literally talk uh, by requesting to speak. We already had our Locker Room this week. Uh, It was today uh, on Wednesday during the first, second, third, and fourth innings of the Cleveland game, hanging out, watching the game live, had a really good time. Javier Reyes joined as well. We had a, we had Mad Dog Russo rants. So you missed out on a huge rant I went on uh, that I sounded exactly like Mad Dog Russo, by the way, like literally his accent and everything about what happened in baseball this week. You missed it. Hope you'll join us next time. Locker room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the MLB, about any league you love You'll find fans like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and of course, just hangout sessions reacting to the big news or big trade rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me every single week, and maybe we will be featured on Lockdown Royals podcast throughout our Locker Room conversation. So be sure to join me this week. It'll be Tuesday, 11 a.m. this week, Tuesday, 11 a.m. of this upcoming week on Locker Room. So go download the app right now, currently available for all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile link your Twitter, join the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA group, whatever league you love the most. And then follow me on Locker Room at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S to be notified every single time that my room goes live. I know you will not want to miss it. I'm planning to go live this week again, Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. I cannot wait to hear your insights on the team Locked On Royals covers, which is Locked On Royals, which is the Kansas City Row. So see you there. Look, <laughs> locker room changing the way we talk about sports. Look, like I'm going to say right now by our good friends over at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is an amazing, amazing website. It's been a family-owned business for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably couldn't even work the internet properly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dial-up internet. It was a disaster. You had no idea what you were doing. You probably called in your child or grandchild to help you figure it out. You're, you're typing with two index fingers, and it's just a disaster. But... What was not a disaster back then, what's still not a disaster right now is rockout.com. Rockout.com is an amazing place. It's just, it's just incredible. Rockout.com has all the parts your car will ever need for a reliably low prices. It's awesome. My favorite part about that website is how easy it is to navigate. I know nothing about cars. I don't have to know anything about cars because all I have to do is put my make, my model, my year into their database. And they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting time and money and just effort on getting parts I cannot use, parts I do not need, because otherwise I would have no idea what is compatible with my vehicle. So check them out today, rockout.com Whenever you go to rockout.com get all the stuff you need for their amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, 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 ever need. When you do all that, tell them Lockdown sent you, and the how did you hear about us box, and don't know what to do from there. So again, the how did you hear about us box, don't know what to do from there, Lockdown sent you at rockout.com I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at the Locked On Today podcast. I start my morning every single day with Locked On Today. Get all the sport news you need in less last time in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast, hosted by Peter Bukowski, updating you on the latest stories of every single major sport. Follow them on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. This Cleveland game was not on Jacob Junis. It was on the bullpen, but again, it was on the bullpen. They made two bad mistakes, but you gave up four runs. You give up four runs in the modern era. That should be enough to get you through. That should be enough for this lineup that we hyped up so much in the preseason and hyped up so much after the Texas game and the Texas series. That should be enough. You got Hunter Dozier back, which knocks Michael A. Taylor down in the order, as I predicted, You know, and it creates some pressure off Michael A. Taylor in this game. Nicky Lopez continues to play well. He had a huge walk in this game. Had an RBI single in this game to knock out Shane Bieber in the seventh. Nicky Lopez was awesome at the play. He gave you professionalism and professional at-bats every single time. But here's the kicker: your top six in the order combined for two hits. Whit Merrifield goes over four. Carlos Santana goes over four. Jorge Soler goes over four. Hunter Dozier goes over four. You're not going to win games when your top six combines for two hits. Whenever your team combines for four hits, you can say whatever you want to about the pitching. Pitching be damned. In a game like this, whenever your team gets four hits and your top six gets only two of them, you're not going to win games this way. That's the bottom line. That's the story of tonight. That's the story of the game. You lost four to two. You still scratch across two runs off of four hits, but whenever you're going over four with Whit Merrifield, Carlos Santana, who should just be automatic Sharpian hits for them and Sharpian getting on base for them. You're going over four with Soler and Dozier. That's your ball game. That's your ball game. That will not get it done. No matter the pitching line, no matter the bullpen, no matter any of that. And that's how it goes baseball happened today. This was a classic game of baseball. Do you think that we're going to have many games where Whit Mayfield goes 0 for 4 Carlos Santana goes over 4 4 Jorge Solera goes over 4 4 Hunter Dozier goes over 4 4 Do you think we're going to see many of that, th- that this year? I don't. I don't think we'll see that very often. Do you think that we'll see games where Jesse Hahn gives a home run, and Jesse Hahn, who didn't give up a home run all of last year, gives up, the two, uh, gives up a two-run shot? Greg Holland... Surrender's a two-run shot. Do you think we'll see more of that? I don't. So baseball happened. A simple case of baseball. On the other hand, do you think we'll see many Junis games where he goes five innings, one hit ball, with only three base runners, six strikeouts, and no runs given up? I don't think that that should be the normal norm either. So baseball happened. You had some randomness in this game. That's why this game was such a house money weird scenario. And that's why getting a split in a wacky two-game set was big. You also saw some really good positive signs. Like Jake Brince was awesome. He was awesome in that high-leverage spot. Jake Brince is on his way to that steal your heart award I talked about before the year. He's awesome. Really enjoyed what Kyle Isbell did when his at bats Just look, looked good. Did not look over, did not look overwhelmed by Shane Bieber. There was a couple of times where he took a pitch that was too borderline to take. Specifically that strike against Bieber, where he takes it right at the knees. Against Shane Bieber, I know the thought process of I'm going to lay off that. I can't do anything with it. Uh, but against Shane Bieber, he's going to get that call 99.99% of the time, especially against a young guy like Isbell, you've got to swing. you just got to go after it. And it was right at the knees, and he maybe could have poked one out there and got a base knock. You have to take that one. Other than that, nothing about his at-bats was overwhelmed. Nothing about his at-bats were terrible. His at-bats were good. He was a quality player, and he played some good defense. I mean, I mean, Isbell even played well. So like, there's some positive spots about this game, of course. It's a 4-2 loss on a game that... Again, as I said before, the before the game started, if you lose this game, nobody cares. You're supposed to lose the Shane Bieber start. Well, Cleveland's supposed to count on Shane Bieber wins, which is why I say if this if this series extends and it's a four game set, three game set, I think Kansas City would have won it. I think Kansas City is over the hump now of Cleveland. A, a, a wacky Shane Bieber start and a multi home run game by uh, by Ramirez does not change that. And so you pick up and move on to the Chicago White Sox series, which again. Is a house money series, and then you get, you, then you buckle down and get serious moving forward. But the the White Sox series is a house money series as well. To where if, if you just win one of these games, you're in good shape and you've met expectation level, which is what we're going to talk about coming up on this very podcast. But first, I want to tell you about a good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Listen, folks, BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to place all of your sport action. Football has been over for quite some time, but the NBA, baseball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and perhaps almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and covers all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportbook experts. Again, go there right now. So BetOnline.ag, and then use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's promo code LOCKEDON, to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and you'll be able to bet on everything, NBA, NHL. There's still some NFL bets to be had. You, know, you can bet even on who's going to go first in the NFL draft if you're that crazy about the NFL. You know, Again, baseball, hockey, basketball, everything. Go bet on all the action you want to at BetOnline.ag. Use our code locked on. You'll receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportbook experts. We are back on Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Look, this game was, it was a baseball game. You, you, you throw your hands up and you say, you know what? Baseball happened today. But who was the beat the streak pick? It was Whitmerfield that loses. So he went 0 for 4. So now we're on a three-game losing streak on beat the streak after starting out 2-0. We're on a three-game losing streak. we got to get this right tomorrow. We've got to get this right tomorrow. The better the day is Kansas City plus 1.5. That obviously misses because they lost by two. The MVP of this game is Jacob Junis. You could not have told me a week ago that he'd be this dominant in a game. I don't care who the who the opponent is, I don't care anything, that he was this good in a game. He did an exemplary job of a spot starter right here on a weird, wacky days off here, days off there, coming out of the bullpen there. You know, he had a lot of adversity in this one, and boom, he gives you a really, really good outing. MVP of this game. Coming up, the White Sox series. So Thursday at 3 p.m., it'll be Keller versus Lance Lynn. Saturday at 1 p.m., it'll probably be Mike Miner against uh, Cease or Sessa, whatever his name is. Sunday at 1 p.m., it'll be Singer against probably Rondon, I guess, but the Royals have only announced Keller as official. So we can talk about those two guys later on. I'm sure that'll be announced before Friday on our next show. So Friday, we're going to recap game one and then preview the rest of the weekend and wonder if the Royals will ever play a night game ever in their entire Season. It feels like they're never going to play a night game. Obviously, they're going to. But there's been a lot of day games to start this season out. For the bet of the day today, we're going to go Royals plus one and a half again. For the beat the streak pick, we're going to go with mayorfield again. So just run it back. Whit mayorfield has got a bad taste in his mouth after his extremely white hot start. He goes 0 for 4. He's going to bounce back against Lance Land. Might get a base hit and just force that bat to lead things off even. I'm going to go beat the streak pick with Merrifield. That takes him off the board for the rest of this series, but I do need to get back on track. So I'm going to waste him right now and get back on track, reset Saturday, and continue our streak, trying to get longer than our previous one, which of course was two. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals for instant reaction to each and every Royals game. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. We're going to be back tomorrow. The only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. We'll be back tomorrow to recap game one against the Chicago White Sox. So be good and be good to one another. Hey, baby. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. If you want to be having a great time. If you want to be loving the fun. If you want to see all of the excitement, this is the place and we're the one. If you want to be yelling like crazy for the guys you love to see, come on out and join us. This is the place you want to be. Where you want to be Baseball with the Royals